the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, from verse 16. The Bible says, Jesus came to Nazareth where he had grown up, went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year of favor to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today, this scripture, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. The Yosuast is in this the son of Joseph. He said to them, Surely you will quote me this proverb, Physician, cure yourself, and say, Do here in your native place the things that were done in Capernaum. He said, Amen, I say to you, No prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of this that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath, in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha, the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman, the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built to hurl him down headlong. But... But he passed through the midst of them and went away. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we honor you. We praise you and we worship you, Lord. We welcome your presence into our hearts, into our mind, into our soul. We pray that you may fill us with your Holy Spirit and renew us in your mercy. Teach us something new from your word, Lord, that is going to help us to know you more, to have our eyes fixed on your mind, focused on you this day, and to grow in wisdom, to be transformed from inside out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, um, we are reading a scripture about uh, the start of the ministry of Jesus. And very interesting that he quoted two prophets in the Bible. He quoted Elijah and Elisha. 
and the two people that um, they prophesied to, you know, and their lives were transformed. And now this uh, leads us to the topic of this meditation, which is his way, his choice, his will, his way, his choice, his will, his way, his choice, his will. So, um, this scripture is leading us, leading us to the start of the ministry of Jesus and how it was it was not a coincidence even though it looks like it was that uh, he just went into the temple and he was given the scroll of prophet Isaiah and when he opened he read the scripture that actually reveals his ministry he read a scripture that reveals why he came to earth he read a scripture that reveals who he is and already when he did that the effect of that word that he read was manifested in the lives of those who are listening the most interesting thing is um, even though this is the beginning of his ministry even though this, uh, this scripture marks or reveals who he is and why he came to earth even though he was given when he was specifically given the, the scroll of prophet Isaiah he told them the truth of who he is but he was rejected and he was rejected for telling the truth he was rejected for speaking or proclaiming why he came to earth because apparently the people that he is speaking to the people that were listening to him were people who know where he's been brought up and they were blinded by what they knew about Jesus so they failed to see his divinity interesting that he has quoted two prophets in the Old Testament <laughs> and he quoted Elijah and Elisha Elijah who was sent to a widow in Zarephath and Elisha who told Naaman to go and bathe um, so that he would be healed of leprosy and irrespective of the fact that there were many others at that time who were going through similar kind of situations these were the two specific 
um, individuals that the two major prophets in the Bible were sent to to change their lives, to transform their lives. You may think that was a coincidence, but it wasn't because Jesus is speaking about it. That happened before Jesus came, and when he comes, he speaks about it. So that reveals to us that it was not a coincidence that God was still in control. He was still in charge, that it was part of the pre organized plan of God that this was bound to happen. I don't know how many things we go through in life that sometimes we wonder or question and imagine maybe they are hidden, you know, from God or maybe he's not aware that we could be going through these things. I wonder if there are circumstances that we probably have found ourselves in and we feel like we are sailing in those circumstances alone and we question we are bound to question the presence of god in those circumstances or whether the lord is still in charge and in control of those situations but you see if we look at this word of god and we see what prophet uh, Elisha and Elijah did in the Old Testament. Jesus is coming to speak about it and on a very interesting day that he's supposed to um, proclaim and apparently prophesy about his ministry. He chooses to speak about those moments, those instances. So he tells you there were not a coincidence that it happened those people were stationed there. The widow in Zarephath was stationed there so that her life would reveal the greatness of God. And that is why Elijah was sent to her and not to any other. Naaman, Naaman was stationed um, there. To reveal the glory of God even though he had refused to go and 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 wash and bathe because he said there are many other uh, rivers in Israel uh, but the specific happening in his life which apparently was told to him about Elisha by a slave girl who was working in his home. Um, didn't just happen. It was not a coincidence. It was a pre-planned, pre-organized, predestined plan of God that that moment was going to come to pass so that when Jesus comes, so he's going to refer to that moment. You see, God is faithful. And we know now that there is nothing that he doesn't know, nothing that he cannot handle. I mean, he created the world and everything in it. So whatever is happening to the world 
in our lives do not surprise him. It is not a surprise. It is not a coincidence. It is part of the creation journey. Okay, some things happen because of probably human wickedness and all that. But it doesn't mean that God is not aware. You know, in our personal lives, in the, the things that maybe we go through or the things that find us or the things, the seasons that we come to, we are bound to imagine that they are coincidence. We are bound to surprise by their happening in our lives. We are bound to be surprised that they are coming to us. But from this word of God, we can already see the light of what the Lord wants us to learn today. That these moments are not a coincidence. You know, it is not a coincidence that Jesus was given that particular scroll and that he opened that particular place where this particular message is given and it happens to be the message that actually he needed to proclaim at that moment. And remember, this is everything about him. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim good news to the poor. You know, this is what Jesus came to do. He's coming to die for us, you know, and... It cannot be a coincidence. So God has a plan. He is a master planner. He is a master planner. And it means he is a master planner of even those things that probably we may not understand their connection to us. You know, those things that in our past may not understand their connection to our present those things probably that the experiences that we have had that we have gone through in the past that we have had in the past you know we cannot negate the fact that they might be useful for our tomorrow those experiences in our lives that we might rule out their um, existence or their um, their you know that they have any positive effect in our lives. We need to know that God is God. He has the power to work out our lives and bring good out of even bad situations, complicated situations, or even situations that we do not see or understand um, what they are all about. And this is how we know that God is great and greatly to be praised because he is God. He is really God. He is the only one who can bring meaning in our lives in that way. And many times, like probably even at the time of Elisha or Elijah or the time of Naaman or the widow in Zarephath, she could not understand why she had to go through that. Naaman could not understand why he was feeling like he is humiliated. He thought it would just be a word and everything would happen. But God had a different plan, you know. And even though he could not understand why it had to be like that, uh, his decision to obey the word of the prophet brought health back to his skin, to his body. And now, today, is a lesson to you and I. So it means that even that aspect of his life, that time of his life, that moment of his life that 
he may not even understand how he got that leprosy and how um of course it wasn't a very interesting moment to have leprosy and to be an official and he had a very high position but what matters is what god did turned his life around in obedience irrespective of who he was he chose to be humble and he was transformed and now we can learn a lesson from that so his way his will his choice his way his choice and his will many other times when we struggle with wanting things to go our way with wanting to choose what is comfortable to us or what we can make sense of or what we can immediately probably um, understand or what we think is what should happen or we want to control things around us um the question is is that our will or is it the will of god the challenge is to be able to fit in his will his will is perfect his will is pleasing his will is in accordance with his purpose and his purpose for us his purpose for the world his purpose for us so we pray that the lord will help us that in each and every situation and circumstance of our life irrespective of the many things we might not understand irrespective of many circumstances that we might not make sense out of that this word of god may be alive in our lives and in our hearts to help us to focus on jesus and to know that even though he was rejected the word was fulfilled when he proclaimed it even though he was rejected it had to be you know the word of god had to come alive even though he was rejected it didn't change the mission that he had to come and do to save the world so whatever experiences that he went through that were negative did not interfere with the plan of our father for the lord jesus to come and redeem us by the power of his sacrifice on calvary cross and the message that he gave that the spirit of the lord is upon him was a message of consolation it was a message of peace it was meant to be a message to break yokes and i believe they were broken that is why they felt like this word they had never heard about it like that something happened something happened and he who is a living god is actually prophesying and proclaiming why he is coming to earth so definitely there has to be uh, bondages broken 
because Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, freedom, recovery of sight to the blind, those who cannot see the way, the ways of God who cannot see, you know. And then he says, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim I acceptable to the Lord. How come he didn't go through? He just rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. Interesting. And no wonder Jesus said, no wonder he said these words. That today this passage is fulfilled in your hearing. So whenever we hear the word of God, that word of God is fulfilled in our lives. Somebody said that when we hear the word, we have like 60 seconds to claim it and to receive it before um, it like evaporates. <laughs> so within 60 seconds, we can claim that word and it will be established in us. I don't know how applicable that is, but already here the Lord says that the minute we hear the word, it is fulfilled. So the minute they heard him uh, read and proclaim that word, whether they rejected him, whether they thought they knew him and they could not, they could not understand how he's the one um, coming to, to die or to be the savior, Yet they, they saw him grow, knowing their local zone. That did not matter. What mattered is what Jesus said. That immediately they heard this word, it was fulfilled. May the Lord help us that today as we hear this word of God, that it may be fulfilled in our lives. That it may be fulfilled in our hearts. That it may be fulfilled, you know, and not to bring up any other stumbling blocks just like here these people who were so distracted and they started slandering and talking about Jesus it is not the son of Joseph you know and their mind was too active trying to 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 find out who is this you know that's the human mind but we can come our mind by Telling ourselves to be calm and to make sure that in every circumstance we are focused. That even through this day, may the Lord help us to be focused, focused on Him, irrespective of whatever it is that may come our way to distract us or to interfere with our ability to focus on Him, to know that His way. His choice and His will will be established. To be confident that there's nothing that excludes um, excludes His power and presence in our lives. Everything He has organized it, and He's gonna work it out for His own. Glory. 
whatever happens in our life this day that whatever comes he has a purpose just like he had a purpose with Elijah and Elisha when he sent them to these two people so that's why Jesus is quoting to remind us that there's a purpose for everything may the Lord help us to trust him and to trust and know that he's always in charge and control and that everything happens under under his authority power and there's nothing that happens without his knowledge our lives are not a coincidence or a surprise he predesigned our lives for the greater glory of his name so and that is why this verse this last verse is but he passed through the midst of them and went away they could not manage to arrest Jesus or to kill him at this point because one is just beginning two he knew he knew very well that he was just beginning he knew very well that this was not the time so he had that confidence to know that no matter what they tried to do you know or to throw him down the brow of the hill he knew they would not succeed may the lord help us to be so focused on him that that no matter what comes our way no matter what happens to us if we keep our focus on jesus then you bring to pass and fulfill what he intended before the foundations of the earth now let us pray father in the mighty name of jesus we thank you bless you we honor you praise you we worship you we enthrone you we glorify your holy name thank you lord for reminding us that there's nothing that happens to us as a coincidence in our life but that you already have prearranged pre-organized and pre-planned everything for the glory of your name and for our own good that you are God in the beginning you are God before time you are God now you are the same yesterday today and forever that you are still in charge and control of every situation and circumstance thank you lord for revealing to us that even your proclamation and the start of your ministry was pre-planned but those who are there might not have realized that but still the word you read had an effect in their lives and that is why they could not arrest you or kill you because it was not time for that yet help us to trust you and to have confidence in you lord that whatever we go through in our lives is under your control so that we may not be distracted to thinking that things are not under your charge that you may know believe and trust that everything that comes to us everything that happens to us everything that you allow to happen to us lord in this life is under your control and so when it happens we just fix our eyes on you help us to focus our mind to you to fix our eyes on you lord jesus we thank you We honor you, we praise you, and we worship you. We pray that your word this day, this morning, this day, 
we reestablish God's in our lives. Pray for this. Believing and trusting in Jesus' name, with thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.